Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am and how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org lost. Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and miniskirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. Okay, so before we dive into this episode, I just need to give you a quick little uh, little update into what's going on. Tomorrow, I am opening the doors to my group coaching program. I've had requests for this for over a year, um, especially after Own Your Every Day, the book came out. Uh, there were just more and more requests from women who uh, were probably a lot like you, who felt like they had multiple passions and couldn't figure out what to focus on, whether they were an entrepreneur or uh, you know, someone who wanted to find more fulfillment in their work, but also desired some freedom and flexibility and has a lot of ideas and a lot of uh, you know ideas every day. Like If you have a new business idea every day or a new passion, project idea every day, or if you're just super unfulfilled with what you're doing, or if you've been, you know, dabbling in different side hustles and trying different things, but having a really hard time finding your lane and finding your thing. I always say, you know, if you feel like you are doing all the things, but trying to find your thing, or you just don't know what your thing would be. Maybe you are uh, trying to pivot out of your current career path because you want more time at home with kiddos. Or maybe you're three years out of college and you've dabbled in different jobs or had a couple office type jobs, but trying to find something that really fits you, even if it's not aligned with your degree, uh, this is for you. This is a program specifically designed to meet a need that I felt like wasn't, uh, that didn't exist anywhere else. Uh, Everywhere I looked, I saw that there were all of these messages to go after your passions and pursue your dreams and not really any tangibles of how to figure out exactly what that dream would be, how to combine both a marketable skill that you can actually charge for and monetize with a meaningful passion rather than just aimlessly pursuing passions uh, and do it in a very strategic step-by-step broken down way. So I decided to create it because I had that same problem and I took the last uh, pretty much a year of my life to uh, simplify all that I was trying, all that I was doing, all that I was dabbling in and really hone in on what's my genius zone? How should I be pursuing this? How can I streamline it? How can I really run in my genius zone niche and serve those who I can serve and those who I have expertise to help. And so in this coaching program, it's a four week coaching program. You are going to learn everything from how to nail your niche to crushing your elevator pitch to clarifying your lane, which idea is the smartest and wisest for you to pursue, and then creating an action plan to actually put it into practice and start making it happen. So Again, whether you are, you know, an entrepreneur that has like eight different lanes going and you don't know which one you want to focus on, or you're a blogger and you want to talk about Jesus and fitness and uh, food and dogs and health and your family and all the things and you don't know which lane to pursue and you're not really growing and it's not making money or it's very inconsistent, this is for you. If you are a few years out of college or, uh, you know, trying to figure out what you want to pursue, maybe you are still a student and you don't really know if what you've picked up is the right thing for you, this is for you. 
if you are uh, somewhere in the middle, if you are, you know, very established in your career, maybe as a teacher or a financial advisor or something of a similar, uh, <laughs> a similar background, maybe a nurse or something like that, and, and you like it and you care about it, but you're also longing for that freedom and flexibility. Maybe you're entering a new season of life. Maybe you just found out that you're expecting, uh, maybe you're feeling that desire to travel and see family, or you just want to find a di- something different. Maybe you're a little bit burned out, but you're not quite sure what that something different would be, especially if all you've known for the last five or 10 years is nursing or all you've known is teaching, we're going to figure out, I'm going to show you exactly how to pull skills and abilities and passions out of that and formulate a really sustainable, profitable, clear action plan that you can begin to pursue with some baby action steps without it feeling totally overwhelming. So if that sounds like you, this is for you as well. So I encourage you to check it out. Go to theownitacademy.com slash kickstart, get signed up. It's only open for a week. So it opens tomorrow. And so I want to make sure that you don't miss out. Go over to theownitacademy.com slash kickstart check it out read it and then in the morning grab your spot because it's not going to be open very long all right that's all i got for you now let's dive into this episode what's up friend welcome to this episode today i want to answer a question that i received not too long ago uh, from a reader and a listener and a friend i consider you guys my friends (laughs) and it actually came in in a variety of forms so instead of reading just one question i thought i would just kind of summarize what this question is because i get it from a lot of different people Uh, the question is i am in that season of transitioning from my current career job to self-employment full-time that's something i'm aiming for when is the right time to leave my job? How do I know if it's time to leave my job? That's really the question here. And I want to piggyback off of that, or I want to add to it a little bit, because on the same, in the same vein, in a, in a very similar way, I get a lot of questions from people or from women who are already established in be, being self-employed. Maybe they're independent contractors and they offer their skills to businesses, or they have their own product or service-based business, regardless of what the makeup of that is. Um, a lot of women in my community are also self-employed already but they're feeling that it's time to pivot. Maybe they started in this lane or doing this thing, but they've grown a lot or they've learned a lot. And now they're feeling that they need to pivot into a new area or pivot directions a little bit with their uh, journey, their career, their self-employment journey. So I want to answer that question in this episode. I'm going to give you a few things, about six tips to consider, and hopefully uh, we'll give you a lot of direction and a lot of clarity if you find yourself in the position of feeling ready to want to start thinking about when it's time to make that leap from your current job to self-employment, or if you're already self-employed, make that pivot. Also, one last thing I want to say is if you, I've, I've also heard it said this way. Now, I don't know if it applies as as perfectly or as uh, clearly, but I do know that there are also women who have started their own business or have built a business and are at a place where they're like, you know what, I just want to go work part-time. I don't want to keep running this business. How do I know when it's time to make that leap or that pivot. So if any of these describe you, this is the episode for you. Let's dive in. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. dive right into this. I want to give you the very first thing to consider if you are in this position trying to figure out, is it time to leave my job or to pivot directions? So first tip is it might be time to actually take that step 
if it's no longer challenging you, meaning if you're not being pushed or refined, it may be time to consider what's next for you. Sometimes perseverance in a job or a season of business that you don't love is part of the refining, right? This isn't to say the first time you come up against resistance that you just need to, you know, uh, abandon ship here. But, you know, a challenge in and of itself is good. But, you know, if it's simply something that you're doing because you like comfort zones, because you uh, you kind of are established in that, and even though you're craving more of a challenge, you also are really comfortable where you are. If that's the only thing really keeping you there, then that's a good sign that it's probably time to get out of your comfort zone, to make that pivot, to make that adjustment, to do that thing, okay? So that's just a very basic first step and first thing to consider. Uh, what does that look like for you? Are you really in this, are you in this position because it's challenging you, because it's making it's growing you, it's allowing you to, you know, do things that help you grow as a person, that help you use your skills. And not only that, because I really want to make sure I emphasize this, not only grow you, but also help you contribute to society in a meaningful way. Okay. Because I don't know why, but I think we live in a very individualistic culture and in a culture that's like, you do you, girl boss everything, right? Like you get to the top, you, you know, all of that. And that's great. But um, what's the point if you're not actually shaping culture, if you're not actually uh, contributing something meaningful, if you're not making a lasting impact, if you're not, uh, I really believe in the difference between chasing a dream and leaving a legacy. And if you're going to chase a dream solely to chase a dream and there's no legacy being left there, there's no uh, long-term impact being left, then what is the point, right? So when you're chasing a dream or when you feel that nudge, like it's time to step into that new thing, that next season of my calling, or I'm really feeling like I need to have uh, this next, uh, I need to take this next step ask yourself, are you, are you hesitating a, because you're comfortable or B because you've made it all about you. Okay. So the, the challenge here is you need to be doing something that's not only challenging you as an individual, but challenging you to also work for the greater good, to contribute to this, to society in a meaningful way, to shape culture, to move culture, to move the needle. And if you feel like you're being ineffective or kind of, uh, not actually able to do that in what you're doing, just because it's comfortable doesn't necessarily mean it's right, right? So I want you to consider that. And if it's simply because you're comfortable, it's time to get out of your comfort zone and time to really start making a plan to make that move. Now, there's a, the second thing I want you to consider is it's probably time to make a move if there's no right next step to pursue or if you're only making lateral moves. If you're only, you know, if you're not actually growing or you're not actually um, progressing forward or upward and you're kind of just feeling like you're stuck or stagnant at a certain spot spot. This kind of goes with you're not really growing. I think in the same way, if you're not actually able to advance, if you're not actually able to really move the needle, not only in your life, but in the life of the company you're with, or um, in the life of those you work for and and influence and serve in your work, then it might be time to think about maybe your next step. This was actually something that really played into Matt's decision to leave his job and work with me full time. The next promotion that he was up for would have put him into a full time sales position within what he was doing. And that would mean we'd have to leave our city and move. And when we really looked at it, we were like, that didn't fit our family's needs and what we really felt like we were called to do in this city and in this space. And so we made a decision accordingly. And so one thing I want to emphasize is you need to make a practical decision. Like Yes, it's about finances. You need to have your finances in in place. However, it's not all about money, right? We could have pursued that and said, oh, okay, we have this this next advancement we're going to make. But if it didn't serve what we were ultimately doing on a broader scale, then it wasn't the right move. So again, that's not the only thing you can base your decisions off of. And so for us, it was, if he's, there's really, if we really, if he wants to do anything else within the company, he's only going to really be able to make lateral moves financially. And that didn't really seem to be 
our best option. And we realized there's other ways you could make more income for our family and be able to serve the the calling and the purpose we have where we're at right now. We don't really feel like we're supposed to be moving and we don't have the desire to move either. So in that regard, you know, it's okay, maybe I need to get creative and think about the the reason the time that it's time to leave this right because I can only really make lateral moves and still serve what I need to be serving and doing what I need to be doing so that's something really huge if you feel like you're not really advancing in that space or you're kind of hitting a cap or you're not really you're kind of at a fixed level and if you really need if you really need that flexibility which I'm going to touch on in a second but you're not actually able to advance then maybe it's not the right place to be and that would be another big indicator that it's probably time to make a change okay the third uh, thing that I want you to consider when making this decision and trying to decide when is the right time is, is this hurting your faith, your mental health, or your relationships? Hurting, now I want to emphasize this, is very different from challenging, okay? If you're in a work environment that challenges your faith a bit, meaning it's not just like this echo chamber, right? That's honestly healthy. Now, you don't belong in a toxic environment that just rips it to shreds and, you know, isolates you and all that, but you also don't belong in a bubble, okay? And and, and from someone who has felt that, that frustration that can happen, both when you're in an environment that doesn't support your faith at all, and when you're in an environment that's just like a bubble and a little echo chamber and everybody's saying the same thing, I honestly have it's like neither one is really all that healthy, right? So finding that balance is good. And from someone who was feeling for a while, like I was just kind of in this bubble, I craved getting out of that bubble a little bit because I needed to be challenged. I needed to interact with and serve people who didn't believe like me or who didn't think like me. So it's not bad to be in an environment where there's people who think very differently, who have very different values and beliefs. Now, if, if you are, you know, one against everyone, then that might be somewhat toxic to, to your faith or to your relationships or to your values or to what you believe, right? If you're being asked to go against your moral code, if you're being asked to lie, if you're being asked to cut corners uh, for the sake of, you know, the company, but it's actually challenging your integrity. If that's on the line, then that's more of a toxic environment. If it's more of a place where you're challenged and you can stand up for what you believe or you can, uh, you know, it actually sharpens where you're at and who you are and where you stand, then that's another, that's an their story, right? So really consider that, know the difference and identify if something is challenging what's most important to you or if it's actually hurting it. And then that's when you need to really uh, make the decision based off of that. All right. The fifth or the fourth thing I want to say is really think about where you value freedom and flexibility. Do you value uh, financial freedom and the ability to grow beyond? This is what we were talking about. Just uh, what I was talking about just a few minutes ago was kind of feeling like, is there room for advancement or are you kind of at a fixed, you know, have you, have you hit your kind of where you can really grow to and you're kind of stopped there, right? So do you, do you value, uh, financial flexibility, financial freedom? And do you value time, time flexibility? Because if so, then whatever you're doing now, if it's not actually facilitating your ability to be flexible, whether that's so that you can, maybe you want to be able to stay home with kids. Maybe you want to um, be able to travel to see your in-laws or to see your sick parents or to be more uh, involved and present in your community, but you just work such crazy hours that you don't have that flexibility. Ask yourself what you value most um, because a work environment that facilitates flexibility, that actually enables you to uh, be in and have a really healthy work-life balance is going to be a more life-giving work environment for you. Now, I think this can actually, I think I want to touch on this too. 
I really believe entrepreneurship in whatever format, whether it's being a contract worker and just offering your skills to one or two companies and kind of serving as an independent contractor versus an employee or doing or starting your own business. I think that kind of model can allow for a lot of freedom and flexibility and doesn't require you to have some massive business. Um, but I think on the flip side, sometimes we hear business and we think immediate freedom, right? We think, oh my gosh, start your own business and you're just going to be free and flexible and you can work whenever you want. But here's the deal. When you have a business, sometimes it can be hard to clock out. And if you are a business owner, you know this, especially if it's grown beyond what you originally thought it would, or if it's grown very quickly, it can feel like you're always on the clock. And it can actually sometimes feel like it's taking more of your time uh, than than it would if you worked eight to five somewhere. And I know entrepreneurs who choose to set the business down or, or really really downsize it and work part-time and just, you know, make a living that way so that they don't have the, the stress of ownership and, and management and, you know, full, like all the hours that go into building something. But again, I think the other piece of this is, you know, in what context do you need freedom and flexibility and what end of the spectrum are you on right now? And you might have your own business and not really feel that way, but you just might feel like you're not experiencing the flexibility, meaning... It has nothing to do with your time or your money. Maybe those things are offer a lot of freedom and flexibility, but maybe you feel a little stuck in the uh, lane that you're running in. So for example, maybe you're selling purses or something, or maybe you're selling you know, one product, but you really want to be coaching and educating, right? Or I was just talking with a friend this weekend. We were sending voice messages back and forth, and she's like, she's a photographer. She's amazingly uh, talented, but you know, she has this big vision for where she wants to be. And she was like, you know, I'm feeling like there's this really big disconnect because with where I'm at and how my clientele and audience sees me and like what they expect from me versus like where I'm going and what my vision is are kind of two totally different things. And I'm trying to figure out how to marry those. And so you might be in that position, but I think what's really important to consider in this case is, you know, where do I value freedom and flexibility and what does that look like for me? And how do I actually begin to, uh, maybe start to embrace that in one area or another, whether that's how do I actually create more flexibility when it comes to my time and what steps is that going to require and what's one step I can take to actually get closer to that. I think sometimes when we, uh, just going back to the main question here that I'm that I'm diving into is how do I know when it's the right time to just leave and pursue self-employment or to pursue my next step or to pivot? Um, I think we have to remember that those things come in small steps. And so we might be setting up something for ourselves on the side or we might be uh, working, you know, to start setting that up, but that might not be something we just jump into full time. Like there's gotta be a point where you do just jump, right? Where you do just go and there's going to be a couple people who fall off or some who don't understand it or whatever. But at the end of the day, if you can do it wisely, my, my husband always describes it. He's like, look, uh, he, and it's a different, it's a different, uh, mantra or different, uh, context, but I think it's actually really helpful to understand this context. He describes it. He's like, okay, in your situation, Jay, like if you ever wanted to pivot or offer a new service or offer a new product or whatever, like, if you just hard right turn, it's like your audience is in the bed of your pickup truck. And if you just hard right turn 90 degrees, they're going to fly out, right? People can't keep up with that quickly. Um, but if you can try to take a wide angle turn and slow wide angle, they'll be able to follow along and keep up, right? And stay in. And so in a similar context, that's in my context, that's for what I do. But I think that can apply to what you do. If you are ready for that pivot or you're wanting more freedom and flexibility in your life and you're knowing it's time, sometimes the better thing to do isn't to just hard right turn and say, okay, I quit my job and you have no plan, right? Then you're going to be eating ramen for the next six months, right? Um, But you can say, okay, what's one step I can take? What's one thing I can start? What's one client I can uh, lock in, you know, or something like that to where I'm starting to build this over here. And then I can create a six month plan or I can create an eight month plan from 
where I'm at now to where I want to be and to make sure I'm matching that income. Um, but have, I'm building in that freedom and flexibility that I'm desiring, whether it's from the angle of I built a massive business and I'm so overwhelmed. I just want to be able to go clock in and then clock out and have the, the freedom and flexibility of my weekends and my evenings to not have to think about work, right? That might be what freedom and flexibility is to you. And on the flip side, it might be, I'm working eight to five, but I'm working 60 hours a week. I'm totally under the demand of my boss all the time. I don't have the ability to travel more than a week every year, you know, and I want the flexibility. I don't care if I can't clock out because I'm going to love what I do and it's my dream, right? So again, whatever angle you're coming from, I want you to consider where do you need more freedom and flexibility in your life and what what one move or what one simple step would help start facilitating that even if you don't just make the full leap in one big jump, right? And one thing I want to add to this is I was talking with a friend uh, last week. I, <laughs> I feel like that's like always the example here, but it's important. And she basically shared with me um, a story about a friend of hers and how a friend of hers, you know, had was working for a company and they had a heart attack or they had some sort of a health issue go on, really come on very quickly. And they were in the hospital and within six hours or something, this company had a replacement for them when they couldn't come into work that day. And that's what really made their friend think, oh my gosh, I am so replaceable when I do this, when I pursue this and when I'm in this company, right? Like they had a replacement for me within a day, right? And it was really eye-opening for this person and for them to realize I am working for someone else's dream. And I'm ready to start working for my dream where I'm not replaceable because I'm not replaceable to my family and to my kids and to the dream that God's put on my heart. So I want, when we're, ta- when we're talking about freedom and flexibility, when you're trying to decide, is it time to make the change? I want you to look at what you're doing. I want you to look at what you're doing and I want you to ask, am I replaceable in this role? Right. And that's not to say you don't ever want to have, you know, you want to set up something, especially if you're doing self-employment, you want to be able to build something a little bit, usually to the point where if you needed some time off, it's not so dependent on you that someone else couldn't help run it and facilitate it. Right. But you are the visionary. You are, if you are the visionary, if you are the, if it is your dream that's being pursued, then it's not like you can just be replaced. And I think that's actually something we as humans crave and value so much that we don't even really realize that's sometimes why we crave uh, doing our own thing, right? It's so funny because there's so many people who say, oh, I'm not an entrepreneur, yet a lot of their dreams would require them to kind of go do their own thing, right? We think entrepreneur and we think Shark Tank and investors and all this stuff. And it's like, no, sometimes it's just as simple as kind of blazing your own trail or offering your services on your own time, right? And setting your own prices, not letting someone else dictate your value. And so again, I want you to think about, am I, if you are at a place where you're like, I am done facilitating and building someone else's dream and I'm ready to step in and build my own, then that is a huge indicator that it is time. Now that doesn't mean tomorrow is the day. It might mean that you make a six month plan. Again, I always want to emphasize that, that you have some sort of pivot plan, that you have some sort of, uh, you know, next step plan. But if that's in your heart and you know, like that's where you're at, even if you're not entirely clear as to exactly how you're going to do that, that is when you know, this is the year. This is my year. This is the time that I start really pursuing the calling on my life rather than building someone else's dream or calling, right? And being their their labor for that. I'm going to start uh, laboring after my own dream. And so that's where you start making that plan. Okay. On that same note, um, I also want to talk a little bit about a checklist that you can 
kind of facilitate for yourself or that you can kind of run through for yourself, create a little bit of a mini checklist so that you can actually do this in the right order. I've talked a little bit on the importance of having, you know, a plan so that if you know it's time to make a change, if you've prayed on it and talked circles around it, then you need to make a plan to make the change, right? But you need to make it wisely and strategically rather than emotionally or randomly. Like, I don't want you to just be like, all right, that's it. I'm chasing my dream now, you know, and just totally giving, like just jumping and then having zero plan because then what's going to happen is you're going to end up living on ramen for the next six months and you're probably going to resent me, right? And I don't want that. So I want you to actually really be able to pivot well so that you can really kill it well, right? I had a girl comment on Instagram the other day. She said, pivot and kill it. And I was like, ooh, I love that. It's like, it's like rhyming. It rhymes. I don't know if rhyming is a word. That's, that makes me sound like I don't know how to talk, but pivot and kill it, right? I want to give you a little bit of a mini checklist to help you so that whatever your pivot is, whether it's from a career into self-employment and it's a little bit of a directional change and you're setting yourself up for success so that you can run full-time in that, um, or if it's a pivot in your industry, or if it's a pivot from, hey, I've got this big business, I want to tone that down, I want to simplify it, work part-time for myself, and then work part-time for a company so that I have a little bit more flexibility, whatever that looks like for you, I want to help you pivot and kill it. So here's a mini checklist to help you uh, be able to go, okay, when you check each box. So number one is that you have enough clients or opportunities set up to have your net income, okay, net income is different from gross income, your net income that will replace your current income for your next six months. So basically, Basically, once you get to a place where you're like, okay, I have booked enough photography clients or enough coaching clients or enough fill in the blank, sold enough X, Y, or Z to replace, like if that's set up for the next six months so that I know that for the next six months, I have my income replaced. I don't think you need to plan much beyond six months because a lot's going to happen in those first six months after you leave what you're doing. Does that make sense? So the better way to say it is, or maybe another way to say it is, if you try to make like a two-year plan or something, the reality is after a couple months of actually doing it full-time, you know, on your own or pivoting into this new lane, you're going to learn a lot and probably have to make some adjustments anyway. So I say working in a six-month increment, it makes it sustainable. And then that way you can leave so that when you leave and you have this set up and you leave your full-time or you make this change, you know, for the next six months, the net income I was taking home from whatever that was is going to be taken care of. And then I can be working even more intentionally because I'm going to have more time and freedom to do it in these next six months or these, you know, these six months that I have planned out and net income set up for to really facilitate the next six months. So that helps you see, you know, prep for the future, get a little bit of a plan, but not feel like you have to have this all figured out for the next two or three years. Okay. So the first check, first box on the checklist is that you have enough clients or, uh, pay, you know, paid opportunities to, um, have net income that will replace your current monthly income for your next six months. The second checklist is that you have an emergency fund of three to six months of current income. Okay, so this is something Dave Ramsey talks a lot about. I don't know if it's, I don't know exactly what his timeline is, but he talks about the importance of having an emergency fund. Whether you're a Dave Ramsey fan or not, my point is, I think it's great financial advice for your personal finances. And in the same way, when you're transitioning from career, you need to look at, do I have three to six months of, let's say that you were working uh, in a hospital as a nurse and you were making $4,000 a month net. That's what you're taking home. Okay. So that means you need to have anywhere from 12 to 16 or wait, no, 12 to $36,000 in an emergency fund outside of what you're prepping for the next six months so that if you leave your job or that when you leave your job, honestly, this is just a good practice regardless, but you have three to six months of an emergency fund put away. So if you want to start small, then say, I want to have $12,000 put away. That's just my emergency fund. I don't touch it. I don't use it to pay bills. It's there in case our uh, furnace goes out or maybe my engine goes out of my car, like those life expenses that can come up unexpectedly. So if you want to have that three months worth of, a, of an emergency fund, you put 
put that $12,000 away if your net monthly income right now is $4,000, right? On the, at the same time, you need to have a plan for the next six months of income that I can expect based off of things that I've booked or opportunities that I've secured or clients that I've secured for the next six month increments so that I have that that income coming in, right? So not only do you have the $12,000 or whatever that three months worth of financial or um, current income is uh, put away as a, an emergency fund, but you also have then about six months of opportunities set up so that you can expect that same income to kind of pick up where you left off. And there might be a little bit of a transition period. The first month or two might be a little bit less. That's why that emergency fund is so important to at least have. So you know that that's their worst case scenario. Um, but then you are also planning ahead and setting yourself up to make sure those opportunities and that that income is going to continue coming in. Now, the third check, the third box on this checklist is that you need to have a mindset. Okay. This is more, not so tangible, but very important. You need to have a mindset that if it doesn't work out, if you go for it, if you're like, I'm going to leave my nursing career and I'm going to go do this, right? If it doesn't work out, then you need to have the mindset that the worst case scenario is that you go back to a normal job or that you pivot back to kind of what you were doing, right? A job that probably so many people would love to have. Think of all the uh, hopeful nursing students that didn't get into nursing school that would love to have your job if you're a nurse, right? Or think of all of the women out there looking for an opportunity uh, to get into that field that you're in, whatever your field is. So I just want you to not only set up this financial structure and have a six-month plan and an emergency fund, but also to have the mindset that I'm going to go for this because if it doesn't work out, worst case scenario is that I just, I go back to what I was doing or I pivot back into what's currently working at least for a season until I kind of get to a place where I can try the next thing, right? So again, like this is so important to understand because I think we think our one change or our one, uh, you know, the one step we take into this realm or this pivot or this space is like our one chance. And in reality, like you probably won't strike gold on your first try. And by that, I don't mean you're going to like strike buried treasure, right? I'm not even really talking about money. Um, to some degree I am, but I'm also saying you might step into it and go, oh, I do not like this. I thought I was going to love this and this sucks. You know, like I actually like my old job better, but it's the point. The point is that you're trying things, right? That you're taking risks, that you're going for it. And so I guess the last point I want to make, the last thing I want to say is, you know, if you've been exploring or building something on the side and you know that you need to give it more of your time, then it might just be that and you have this plan and this checklist set up and you know it's time for more freedom and flexibility in your life and that's what you value then you have to understand that no matter what you do, whether you go take a job or whether you uh, leave that job and pursue self-employment full-time after you make this plan, that's a risk, right? There's a risk. You might not like it. There's a risk. It might not work out how you thought. There's risks involved in any decision that we make in life. So is it a risk? Yes. But is life a series of taking risks? Also, yes. So that's kind of the point. Like, no matter what you do, it's going to be a risk. There's going to be the risk of it not being exactly what you thought. And there's also a risk that it could be 10 times better of what you than what you thought, you know? So that's kind of the fun of life. And I think we can live under so much pressure. And I think we don't allow ourselves to actually live. And we, oh my gosh, we just totally overthink and we question and we worry and we fear. And even when we have our emergency fund put away, even when we have our, you know, six month plan and all these things, we just get so stuck in our own head. And so my my encouragement to you is to take the risks in life. Set yourself up. Don't just take, you know, willy-nilly risks. Don't just take uh, emotional risks and just random risks, but take calculated intentional steps. And that's a calculated intentional risk. And there's always a little chance that it might not work out exactly how you want. But if you live in fear and you live in a comfort zone, you're never going to know. And if you can adopt the mindset that worst case scenario, you might have to go back to what you're doing now, or you might have to just go get a normal job, or you might have to uh, try something else again. 
then you're going to have so much, you're going to be so much further ahead of your peers and you're going to have so much more, so many more opportunities available to you because you're choosing to go for it, even if it's not entirely certain, but you're doing it with wisdom, you're doing it with intentionality and you're doing it with strategy. So these are my, you know, five or six tips to really know how do, how do I know if it's time to leave my job or pivot in my business, make that change. And I hope this checklist is helpful. I'm going to read through the checklist one more time so you can write it down and really make a plan. So checklist box or check, checkbox number one is have enough clients or shoots or opportunities set up to make sure that your net income, okay, net income will replace your current monthly income for your next six months. So you need to have about six months of opportunities pretty much set up. Second thing is have an emergency fund of three to six months worth of your current income. Okay, so that was that if you make $4,000 net a month, then minimum have about a $12,000 emergency fund saved and put away by the time, you know, before you just abandon ship and leave your job and take that step. The The last thing is to have a mindset that if it doesn't work out, the worst case scenario is that you would go back to a normal job or to a job that you have now that probably many people would be very, very thankful to have so that you can really operate from a place of freedom and gratitude and uh, courage rather than fear. All right, that's all I got for you. I am challenging you to build your dream. Don't feel like your only option is to build other people's dreams, but also to make the right choice for your family, for your needs right now, And however that looks from a place of freedom and flexibility that's right for you is going to be the best option to pursue. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content, and it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, Mom. Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org lost.